All right, everyone, welcome. Happy New Year. Everybody? How was your, how was your New Year? It's good? Is it, is it spiritual? High consciousness? It's very nice. Very nice, very nice. Well, happy you're back. I haven't seen you guys in a couple of weeks. So tonight is actually what I would consider to be one of our most powerful classes. And it's a concept that, um, it's a concept that as we begin to master, it's, it's a miracle-making concept. You can make miracles at will with, with what we're going to learn today. What's better than that? So what I want to do just to start is... I would like to do this either in pairs, or if you have a small group, you can do it in your groups. But what is a challenge you have recently gone through or are going through, and how have you used this wisdom to go through this challenge? And I think it's powerful when we hear each other's stories, not just what, because we're all going through something. Right? That's a spiritual law. You will always be going through something at any given moment. There's no such thing as, I'm not going through anything. That's just denial. There's always something someone is going through, no matter what spiritual level they're at. You are being tested by the Satan. Always. To elevate your consciousness. To get you to a higher level of the revelation of what's called your surrounding light to become inner light. So what are you going through, or what did you recently go through, and how did you use the wisdom of Kabbalah to overcome it, or at least do your best to overcome it, and experience miracles? So I'll give you about two minutes to do that, and then we'll start with the concept. I would love to hear who's got a good, who's got a good share. Who is open to share, to inspire us, or if you would like that we can, we can help workshop a challenge if you have something that you have going on and you would like support or help in that, you may also share. So, Nick, please. So, <laughs> hi, everybody. So, I had uh, gone through really challenging year last year when uh, my relationship with my fiance had broken up and it was, it was really tumultuous for me. I had, you know, given all of myself to another person. And I... Uh, you know, lost a lot of myself in that relationship and in that dynamic. And when it ended, uh, you know, it was very shocking how this individual kind of like changed on me uh, and was just no longer in my life in a flash. And this is all before you started to study Kabbalah. Before I started to study Kabbalah. Um, and I had heard about Kabbalah. It's a funny story. I told David, literally I work in music and... Years ago, Madonna had said to me, Nick, if you ever go through a rough breakup, go to Kabbalah. <laughs> and the, it, one of my you best... You know. One of my best friends Madonna also, says it. Her life changed with Kabbalah. Leanne. She started coming to Kabbalah and all the negative things that she was complaining about shifted into super positive things. So I gave Kabbalah a chance and came in and... Uh, one thing before that, right after the breakup too, my grandmother died. And I was completely isolated, heartbroken, looking at my phone, trying to call my ex, thinking like, this is the only support system I have. I, I don't have family here, I'm, you know, from Canada originally. Um, mm. And basically coming to Kabbalah, it has changed my life completely. Yeah. All of the negativity, I used it in this alchemic way 
to turn that dirt into gold, to rather than say please to the creator to say thank you, and to create mantras that allow me to dream even bigger than ever before. And before I used to manifest and bring things into my life very miraculously and aggressively. Now it's that on steroids, you know? So even though I don't have my forever partner yet, or some of these other things are not necessarily clear, I don't need that same clarity I needed when I was coming from a place of lack. The clarity comes from not needing it anymore, mm. from trusting, truly trusting. And over the course of my practice of Kabbalah, I've come to a point where I completely gave myself to the creator. Everything, my life, my business, my family, my love, everything in my life, it's in the creator's hands. I no longer make even decisions. I just act as a vessel for the light and then just see what happens. And David knows actually right before the holidays, I was going on this trip to Dubai, big trip, these crazy people that were gonna do all these big things and close these massive deals. The day before I'm leaving, my house flooded in this dramatic flood. And it was flooding and it was crazy. It was continuing to flood. And the contractors come to my house in Beverly Hills. They're telling me all this crazy stuff. I'm getting freaked out. And uh, I called David. And, I, and I, was, I broke down, actually. I was crying to the creator. Like, I heard about, like, if you cry to the creator. I didn't know that. It was before I heard that podcast or whatever. But I was crying to the creator. And then I called David. I'm like, what is going on I here? always tell people, call the creator before you call me. <laughs> I, so called call first. First, uh. I called the creator first. I called the creator first. And David said, Nick, this house represents, this water represents your next multi-billion dollar deal, represents your wife, represents your family, represents everything you want is coming. Go thank the water. And it was, it was hard, but I like started to laugh. And I was looking at the water, I was thanking the water. I was thanking yeah. the lawyers and thanking all the crazy contractors trying to scam me, everybody. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm thanking everything. Even when I find out I didn't get the right person or this, that, even now, I'm, it's much more light for me, you know, dealing with it. And, uh, you know, I, the next day after the flood, when I gave myself completely to the creator, last part of the story, I was in my shower where I do my meditations and stuff. And I said, creator, I, give my, I said the thing I said, I give everything to you. I get this message from this founder that's trying to bring me into his company who's like, wait, your house flooded? Go, go take my house. He's in Switzerland. He's like, go take my house. And I have a really nice house, but this is like a $60 million mega company. <laughs> I had no idea. I go to this house. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And it's completely different from mine. It's like the LA bachelor style thing. I honestly don't really want it's to like need The creator's that. house. The creator the, gave the you his house. The creator gave it to me. And... You know, miracles happen when you just completely let go yeah. and just embrace that light. So that's, that's my uh, story. What a, what a great story. What a great story. <laughs> the lesson is, do whatever Madonna says. That's the lesson. That's the lesson. That's the lesson. Thank you. Who else could, anybody else have a good story or something they want to share? Or even something you're going through, you would like maybe this, my support and support of the class to help you go through it. Whatever you open up, by the way, in the class always opens up during the week. So, yes. That, you, look, you look hesitant. I love when people well, are hesitant. I can't top that. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name? Uh, Lara. Lara. Sorry, Lara. I am in a new relationship. I've been dating can you stand just so people can see? Yes. Yeah. 
I'm in a new relationship. I've been dating my boyfriend for like six months now. And he's just like the most giant trigger to every single thing about me. <laughs> Is he, he's not, he doesn't study. He hasn't studied. He's, he's Israeli. He's familiar with it. But yeah. The Israelis yeah. take some time. Oh, really? Yeah, I, yeah. Well, I thought it would be the opposite. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's not. And uh, <laughs> let's talk about that not. later. Yeah. The and Christians flock to it. The Israelis, they. That's they so interesting. That's I thought it would be different. Um, good to know. So, I mean, without Kabbalah, I probably would have been like, this is not the right guy for me. This is not the match. But I'm learning to see that, like, the triggers are, like, I am growing with him as much as it's hard. It's really hard. Um, but I know he's, like, an amazing guy. And, like, it could, it could work out with a lot of work, I think, on both of our parts. Has he noticed a shift in you? Uh, yeah, and I tell him about everything we learn every week. Now that I know that he's Israeli, he might be resistant to it, but he seems into it. The thing is, uh, the, the, I just, I, obviously, all jokes aside, he is listening, he's watching, yeah. and he is taking in everything you're saying. Totally. And he is a very, like, he's a deep spiritual guy, and he gets it. Um, and yeah, I think he has noticed a change, but like we just went on our first trip together, so this is very fresh. Um, and a lot of stuff came up. What's the main thing he does to trigger you? He's a really bad communicator, and I am historically a bad communicator. I explain what is a bad communicator. He doesn't communicate. <laughs> <laughs> like very, very little communication. Like he just, there's just no words come out of his mouth. Very, without, with his feelings. He's a communicator. He's like very successful. You know, he's a smart guy. Yeah. In terms of his feelings, it's like a little bit stunted, I'd say. Uh -huh. And I think What my, sign is he? What, how old Capricorn. is he? He's a Capricorn. It's his birthday he's tomorrow, a Capricorn? Actually. Okay, so he's yeah. a Capricorn. And, and how old is he turning? He's turning 35, and okay. I just turned 35. And what sign are you? I'm a Scorpio. I'm a Scorpio. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, and then why is it hard for you to communicate? Because it doesn't feel safe. Like something, usually I need my partner to be the one to draw it out in me because I'm not the best communicator either. You but don't this, feel safe. Yeah, like it just feels like if you're not communicating, then I need to be the one to communicate. But Kabbalah is teaching me, like I think that's my tikkun, I need to be a better communicator. Right. So it's forcing me to be the better communicator, but like then I does get he resentful. Like when you, does yes, he like when yes. you communicate? He does, right? He does, and he's very receptive to it, luckily. But like then I get resentful that I have to be the one to always communicate more. And that's kind of what happened on our trip. But it was a good trip. Why, why do you get resentful? Because I want him to also communicate. I don't want to be the one to always communicate. Right. So you feel like it's always going to be he's, the... He has an easier time sitting in like discomfort. By the way, you know this is most men. Yes. We were just talking about this. This, this isn't is a unique issue. Most men and it's yes. most alpha men. And he's very alpha, I will yeah. say. Yes. Um, and, and by the way, it's not a bad thing because men, it is also nice when men want to listen, right? And he's very good listener. He's, very he's good listener. always eager to listen to what I'm saying. He's very on board, which is a good quality. All right, so this is what I want you to do. Please tell me. <laughs> when, when was the last time you gave him a compliment? I am, I am generous with, like, physically compliment or, like, emotional compliment. What's the difference? Like, I like, you look really good to, in that Oh, you mean, okay. <laughs> right, sorry. <laughs> I, I'm good with, like, hey, that looks really nice, or that, look, that was cool that you said that. We just went to Mexico together, and he, like, was really fun. But, like, do you mean, like, a deeper compliment? Yeah, like a deeper compliment. Um, no, I, I think I compliment. You compliment him, Yeah, right? okay. I think so. 
He's really smart. I think I'll like compliment his intelligence a lot. Okay. Um, have it's interesting. Uh, I would I would not look at it as a negative that you are the lead communicator. I would not look at it. I would look at it actually as a positive that he's such a good listener. And I, I just made a video about this. It's called it's about passive evil eye, and we all do it. I don't know if you guys saw it, but the the thing that happens in relationships that erodes it is we all start to develop. I'm not saying you're doing this, but I'm just something to be careful about. We start to develop passive evil eye. So passive evil eye just means we begin to already expect or anticipate some form of negative behavior from the person. So, for example, if, we, if, if the label is that even you're labeling yourself as not a good communicator or he's not a good communicator, and I, I know you're just sharing a story, but what will happen is you will anticipate him not to be a good communicator so what that does is it casts the evil eye on him and it blocks him actually from, from growing. So if we spin it and, we, and we, you go home and say, you know what, I just want you to know, I know you're a phenomenal communicator in your own way. Right? And you start to actually reframe everything. Because in, in Kabbalah, it says that the, a righteous soul, a soul who's reached a very high level, it's called the Sadiq in Hebrew. And a sadiq comes from the word matzdik, which means to, 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 to justify, to see the good, to, to reframe everything as if it's from the light. And we're going to talk about this in Kabbalah too. Uh, we have two or three classes just about relationships. And literally, this, these two classes like save marriages. It reframes how people look for relationships. It reframes how you date. And one of them is seeing, removing the passive evil lie from the beginning, then always reframing it and seeing the positive, especially men. Men are very weak compared to women. Uh, it looks like men are strong. They're actually very weak. They're very... F Have you ever seen that, that uh, what's that inflatable guy? The, the, I see it always at the corner before I get on the 10, right, when I'm taking Robertson. There's this, you know, what are those called? You know those things? So men are like that. You know, you pull the, you pull the air out and they just deflate. So, so, yeah, so it's, it's, un, it's unfortunate. But it says, it says in the Bible that the man is, is Adam, Adam, which is from the soil. They came from the soil, which is soft and weak. And a woman, she came from the rib, right? Which is the, it's all metaphors and spiritual. So the rib, which is the bone, which is very strong. So one of the things we learned in the soulmate class is that women, because they came from the bone, it, is their, their actually, their source is strength. So they look for strength in, in men. And the man, his essence is actually weak. It's soil. So he looks for that softness in a woman. So it's interesting, right? And that's also sexually, that's how it works, right? Because obviously, you know, how men and women come together, it's, it's hard and soft and all those things. It's the desires of the essence of the two coming together. So because men have this softness to them, it's and that's what they desire. It's about finding ways to reveal who they are through that grace, through that softness, and not being hard, not being hard with a man, being very difficult with a man. It's very, it's not, it never really works. We're going to get into all those secrets, but just I felt to say that based on your story because it's, I see the effort you're making, and it's very beautiful. So thank you a lot thank for sharing you. that. Appreciate it. Right. Anybody else want to share? Yes.
What's your name? Um, KJ. KJ. Hi. Um, so my mom's been visiting from the UK for... Um, your, seven, mo your mom? mom yeah, yeah. yeah mom, for seven weeks. And... Um, She's staying with you? Yes. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and I was such a good child and teenager. I didn't rebel in any way. I, the culture didn't even... I'm from the Caribbean. And I was just so good. And but you I, lived where, in Caribbean? Or I, in Caribbean, and then I went to boarding school in the UK, then university there, and I'm here. Okay. Basically in London. Um, and I have, like, a, we have a daughter who's born in 2018. And the moment she was born, mommy visited, and everything changed. And every word out of her mouth seemed to be, like, a criticism. Your mom? Yeah. Like, every word. Like, every word. And just nonstop. Just Ever every, since your daughter was born? Yeah. I probably didn't notice it before. Maybe I didn't notice it. Maybe I didn't. But something shifted. Mm. And um, now she's visited th this time. And I only have till Tuesday. And I have this feeling of deep, like, I'm going to regret it if I can't turn it around. But I've been so... She's still being very critical? Right. But things, it's not about... I, I, taken, I, I went through a moment where I took 100% responsibility for the relationship. And... <laughs> right? And, um, and, and it was just, I just, I've been, because I've not been accepting her as she is, I've been working so hard and so brattishly to try to get her to like understand what I'm saying, understand what I'm concerned about, understand why, when I'm on a really important car, call in the car, her shouting, there was a space, turn left, why didn't you just turn left? I'm like, mommy, I'm on a call, just turn left. You know what I mean? I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. <laughs> and then I'm like, Mommy, I'm on a call right now, an important call. She's like, yeah, but you should have turned left. Um. <laughs> and yeah, right. And it just, like, I'm going to regret it if I don't turn this around. But I, What do you mean by turn it around? So I've been trying to get it so she can, like, replay to me what I just said in terms of, like, so what happens is I'll say something like, like today in the car. I said, mommy, just going back to that thing or any other example, like it would be so nice if you could just like, you, even though I'm the one driving, if you could just one, like respect that. And two, I keep saying when I'm on the phone, please don't speak. Like, or don't say anything in the background. What's her response? So sometimes there's no response, none. Don't forget, we're coming from like Commonwealth. It's the British angle too. Is, which is, is this how it is? Just well, just it's, yeah. It's like res it's reserved. It's not like Bill Cosby and people. You know, like not being, I don't mean Bill Cosby, but before you know, like motions and connection, right? And so, so I'm just you're like, like right? Like who's British in here? Is anybody okay? Emotion, connection, re no validation, none. I mean, not right. And she went to boarding school at ten, right? She's a scientist, went to boarding school at 10. She thinks in terms of, okay, anyway. I do love her. And what's happened, the truth is, is that she, is, she just got old overnight. And is she still married to your dad? No, they're divorced. Is she by herself? Yes, she's been really isolated for the last few decades. She has friends, but they're really acquaintances. I understand. And she's emotionally self-sufficient. You know. Um, so you want to know by Tuesday... No, before Tuesday, tonight preferably. Tonight. But I'm to open. undo decades of... <laughs> no, no, not her. It's me. I, it's the way I'm responding to her. It's, yeah. it's I, I said to my... I, I closed my eyes a few days ago, and I heard... I connected to my higher self, and I heard 
I, my purpose is kindness, compassion, and love. I yeah. heard it. And yet, I've been, even today in the car, it's like all I wanted to do was just get her to say, do you know what I mean? Like, I understand you, and it's okay to be you, and it's okay. It's, like, I get it. You know? I get it. And I want, I want to... I so want, what do you yeah. want to feel tonight when you go home? I want to feel... Accept, I want to accept her. Mm-hmm. And I want to be okay with her not accepting me at all. Mm-hmm. So she'll be like, you know, we were at Hugo's. As a how fa- how yeah. far do you think you are from that? I thought I was pretty close when I heard myself say that 100% thing. Well, when, not, when she leaves on Tuesday, oh. it's just out of sight, out of mind, right? No, I'll be gutted because she got old overnight. And, mm. and I feel like, you know, her memory, stuff is happening. She's quite young, but stuff is happening. And, and I, the truth is, I think I've been trying to like rally her into being, go back to the way you were, or go back to when you did as quick, you used to smile more, okay. you know. Okay, all right, yeah. so let's, let's pause for a moment. Yeah. I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of emotions you're feeling, yeah, right? Sorry. No, no, it's good. <laughs> but what I would say, again, this is what just comes to me. Yeah. I want you to write down, yeah. what sign are you? Are you an air sign? What sign are you? Um, I'm 23rd of August, so I, I'm, I also thought I was Leo, but I'm not Leo. I'm pure Virgo, it turns out. When I put the time and everything, every time I've done it, it's Virgo. You're Virgo? Yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> right. yeah. So what I want you to do yeah. Yeah, is just, just write, write down mm-hmm. all of how you feel. Mm-hmm. So want you to write, have you ever done that? Have you just wrote it all down? It's funny. I just started journaling two days ago. First time ever? Not first time ever. But you just I, got back into it? Just got, yeah. There's a reason why. Mm. I just want you to write down everything how you feel. Yeah. Just on the, on the paper. Mm. Um, I think that there's a part of you that is trying to, exp- you have so much that's been suppressed, mm. right, your whole life, and you want to express it. And um, I think you're almost like learning how to, how old are you now? Pretty damn getting up there. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I didn't, but I, but I, but I was so, she's a good girl all along that I didn't Hold have on, to I'm not, yeah, I'm just, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. you don't have to share how old you are. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, but, but there's, so, I feel like you just, you have so much you want to give and so much you want to express and yeah. so much you want to share, yeah. right? Are you in a relationship now? Yes. Okay. And how, how's that going? So, um, no, no. He, no, he's identical to no, my mom. Like the no, five no, no, second version no, of it. He's, yeah. well, so what happened is, when my daughter was born, I got something in stereo. It was the strangest thing. I remember waking up at Cedars, and I, I began to hear them in stereo. And they were identical. They were identical. Well, what's identical? My mom and, and my partner. And your partner. He, he, he and my mom were identical in stereo. Okay, so, so, so you, okay. So you're attracting people that are making it hard for you to kind of be yourself and express yourself in many ways. So there's something there, obviously. I mean, obviously, we need to unpack all that. But what I want you to just start, I think in Kabbalah 2, we can workshop this more. I think there's a little bit of pre-work I want you to do, which is I want you to just start putting it all on paper. Okay. Everything that you feel, and then I want you to go back There's a lot of feelings, a lot of experiences, a lot of emotions. And I think there's a couple more actors involved, not just your partner and your mom, but there's probably other actors that are part of this story. I think there's going to be a lot to unpack. And I think that's how you're going to get your your healing. Thank you. 
Thank you very much. I'll do that work. Okay, thank you. Thank you, thank you. You know, I, and I'll share with you, oftentimes when people share stories, um, and this is just advice that was given to me by my teachers, uh, by specifically by uh, Rav Berg, who was, who was, he left this world about 11 years ago, and I knew him since the first day I came. He's the main catalyst worldwide, kind of opened the doors of Kabbalah for the world. And he said, when somebody is asking you a question, try, the first thing is that your mind is going to want to respond from the point of view of your experiences, and just, and sometimes if it's reactive, like you just want to say something to just solve the problem. And what you want to try to do is to overcome that, block that out, and to feel the soul of the person and try to get a download soul to soul. And then something will come to you, and it may not even have anything to do with what they're saying, but that's the way you should have that conversation. And I want you to practice that. Like this week, with everyone, by the way, with, with clients, with family members, with your loved ones, with partners, with your children, try to speak soul to soul as opposed to words to words or mind to mind. And it's amazing because you're going to start accessing the 99%, the upper world's a little bit more. All right. Okay. We are going to move on to the new concept. The new concept. We have learned... What is the purpose of studying Kabbalah, by the way? What is the purpose of studying Kabbalah? It's very simple. The vessel came to this world to receive the light. The way to receive the light is to become like the light, to emulate the attributes of the light. So what was the first concept we learned in the first class about becoming like the light? What, what does pause do? Pause switches from a reactive being to a proactive being. So we are pausing the part of us that wants to be the effect of something that is happening. And as a result, we become like God in that exact moment. The light shines, the darkness goes away. Kabbalah is very simple. You do not need to solve your problems. That is not your job to try to solve your problems. It is not your job to find your soulmate. It is not your job to heal your pain. It is not your job to find out what your purpose in life is. People are like, what's my purpose? It's not your job to figure out your purpose. All of those things are the creator's job to do all of that for you. Your job is only one thing, to bring the creator into your life. Turn on the light, the darkness goes away. That's it. 30 years of therapy in 20 seconds. What do you... I, by the way, I see a therapist. I think it's important to see a lot of different people because the creator speaks through everybody. So I have a business coach, I have a therapist, I have a second business coach, I have another, I have this guru. I, I want to speak to everybody. I want to learn. And it's amazing. Even when I sit in therapy, he's after one hour, maybe he'll say one thing that is like a capitalistic concept and that was it. And, and it has to do with how to be like the light, even though he doesn't even know that he's saying it. It's all about just become like the light. That's it. So that was the first class that we learned. And then we learned about Satan, how he is testing us and challenging us. Then we learned about tikkun. Right? Actually, we have a chart for all this. Based on our tikkun, challenges will occur. 
Based on those challenges, we have a choice to be reactive or proactive by pausing and knowing that everything is already inside of me. I do not need to take from this world. I become like the light. We should also realize that the opponent will be there strong. The opponent will find a way to get you to be reactive. We learned about asking, why is it in my movie to better understand what my tikkun is? Why does this keep coming back? Why do I keep attracting the same kind of partner? Like Nick said, if you attract someone that then changes who they are, the problem there is, and this won't happen as you start to study Kabbalah. This is all pre-Kabbalah stuff. When people change on you, it's because we didn't already have the elevated consciousness to filter those people out. When you have elevated consciousness, you become... I was just talking to John about this. You become like the king or the queen. What do you know about kings? Can anybody just go talk to the king? Like, oh, hey, king, we'll come talk to you. Can you go just walk up to the president of the United States and just talk to him or even shake his hand? What does the president have around him? Security, but a level of security that ensures that you don't even get feet or even miles next to him. If he goes somewhere, there's snipers on the roof, there's like radio jamming. There's all this stuff going on so that you cannot get in his energy field because he's the president. And every king of every country has the same thing. Are you a king? Who is the true king is the light. If you are with the light, you are the king. So what happens is all these people who come and suck our energy and cause chaos and up and down and I thought I knew who you were and I didn't and this business dealing and that business dealing... I remember, it's funny, and I never shared the story, and I remember when I first came to the Kabbalah Center, I was 15 years old, and I was doing business stuff. By the time I was 17, 18 years old, I was doing a lot of business things. And there was someone that I met here who wanted to do business with me, and it required me to make a big investment. And I thought, wow, trustworthy person, he studies Kabbalah, blah, blah, blah. And we were doing this business deal, and then I get a phone call I get a phone call from someone, and he calls me and he says, David, I'm just going to tell you one thing. Don't do the deal. So he hangs up the phone. He says, David, don't do the deal. He said, the Rav, Rav Berg told me to tell you, don't do the deal. That's all he said. I said, okay. Hung up the phone. I told the guy, can't do the deal. Find out two years later, he's a scam artist, and he was just here. Nobody knew, but in the end, he was just here. Because you got to be careful of those things. People come to trusted communities, and they do these things. And I asked myself, like, I, I was so lucky that the creator arranged to protect me in that way. And that's the power of the work that we do. You will have an aura and a spiritual field that no one can penetrate. So even if someone wants to take advantage of you, they cannot. The story of a great Kabbalist, his name was uh, Hanina... Hanina Mendoza. Hanina Mendoza, is that right? The miracle maker? Where's Farnish, my encyclopedia? Where is he? Yeah? Huh? What is it? Hanina Mendoza, yeah? So it says that he was sitting there, he was studying one day in his chair, and there was, there was a person who wanted to harm him, like do, do witchcraft. Like there's, you know, there's people who can do this kind of stuff. And this person knew that if he could just take some dirt from where he's sitting, the dirt that's touching his feet, as long as she can get some dirt, they can, she can put a curse on him. So she was sneaking around to come take a little bit of dirt from where he was. 
And he notices the, the witch. And he says to her, he said, she said, come, come. You, you want some dirt? She takes some dirt and hands it to her. He's like, it's okay. He's like, I'm protected by the light of the creator. You can try to do whatever you want. It's not going to hurt me. And that, it's like the level of certainty, because he knew that he had all the angels around him. And that even if someone tries to hurt you, they cannot hurt you. Even if someone tries to hurt you, they cannot hurt you. We learned, be patient, enjoy the process. Everyone's trying to rush the process. Ah, oh, I can't take it anymore. Ah, oh, when is this going to be over? It doesn't need to be over. Enjoy it. Enjoy the flood. I remember I told Nick, go back to the house and pray outside your house how much you love the, of love. Go to the water. I love you. Love all this flooding. Right? Enjoy it. If it's happening, enjoy it. If it's happening, enjoy it. I remember my teacher, Karen Berg, also said, so someone asked, like, what, what, you know, we don't eat pork, right? Because pork, pork energetically is actually a very high-level energy. People don't know. It's actually such a high energy that it can cause a spiritual short circuit. It's not a low-level energy. It's high-level energy. Short circuits happen, happen when it's too much energy, not, not enough energy. So I said, well, what if somebody accidentally eats pork? She said, enjoy it. As opposed to what? Guilt, oh my God. <laughs> we learned about prayer, asking the creator for strength. Asking the, you can ask the creator for anything, but in general, asking the creator for strength to become like the creator. So tonight, we're going to learn the final, con, not final, but the next concept of becoming like the creator. The thing that gives Satan the most energy in life is when we are in a state of doubt and worry. When a person is in a state of doubts and worries, they're shifting all of their light to the opponent. Conversely, the most powerful quality to connect with the light of the Creator, to manifest anything in life, is the quality of certainty beyond logic. Certainty by itself is good, but certainty beyond logic is the most powerful quality you can emulate. There are three levels of this certainty. Number one, I have trust and certainty that everything is from the Creator. If you believe everything is from the Creator, the negative side cannot touch you. You are the king. I have trust and certainty that everything is from the creator and it is good. What I'm going through makes no sense to me. What I'm going through, I see no solution. What I'm going through, I feel I'm going to be this way the rest of my life. I feel I'm never going to be able to make the money I want. I feel I'm never going to understand what my true purpose is. I feel like, you know what, at this rate, I'm never going to meet the right person. It's illogical. I don't see it. How is it going to happen? Certainly. It is not your job to figure out how it's going to happen. It is your job to become the perfect vessel. That vessel is a certain vessel. A doubtful vessel creates time, space, and motion. Delays the light being revealed when we have doubts. You know, a lot of people actually do tremendous spiritual work. They transform, they work on their tikkun, they pray. That, 
But you know why they still don't see miracles? You know why they still don't see results? Because they have doubts. Doubts cause all the miracles to not be revealed, but stay in potential. Sometimes the only quality that's missing is certainty. Certainty. If it's happening to you, it means it came from the Creator. It is good, and it's showing you what you need to change. That's it. That's all you need to know. Oh, but why? But this, but that. Forget about wanting to know. That's the problem. It says that since the sin of Adam, the sin of Adam is a beautiful code for how the souls came to this world, male and female souls, and they went through a process that they took upon themselves what's called the, the energy of the tree of knowledge, good and evil. Without getting into the whole story, you just need to know that originally our souls connected to this energy called the tree of knowledge. What is the tree of knowledge? It is the poison that makes all of us want to know. I have to know. I have to know what's going on. I have to know what they're saying about me. I have to know, when are you going to call me back? I have to know. Opposite of that is to not know. To be comfortable with not knowing. What does your next level look like? Your next level is the unknown. That's why it's so uncomfortable for all of us. All these wars, why are, why are people going to war? Because everyone is uncomfortable with the unknown. So let's go to war to try to control things. All the problems in life are because people don't have certainty in the unknown. Don't worry, the Creator will take care. No, 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 I need to know. That's the problem. If two people are whispering about you in the corner, naturally, what do you want to do? I want to know. What are they talking about? Hey, guys, what are you, what are you, what are you saying about me? I want to know. You should do the opposite. I don't want to know. Hey, someone's speaking really badly about you. I don't care. I don't want to know. You want to tell me great? You don't want to tell me great? I don't care. I trust in the light of the creator. I trust in the light of the creator. Do you love me? Doesn't really matter. Do you love me? Do you not love me? I, I am the light. I don't need to know. In fact, I love the unknown. I want to embrace that dark, uncomfortable space that I feel like I'm just in no man's land. It's a very good place to be. Rav Ashlag, the founder of the Kabbalah Center, 1922, trained himself, got to a place where his body and soul become, became as one because the body wants to know and the soul just has certainty. So how do you convince the body to enjoy like the soul does? He got to a place where he said, the greatest pleasure in my life is when I'm in a state of total darkness and confusion. This is where I, I experience the greatest dopamine. The greatest, he trained, his body releases dopamine when he's in darkness. Dopamine. Like, like a, he has a high. He has a spiritual high when he's confused. Can you imagine? When we're confused, we go into depression. Total depression, and we look for something to give us dopamine. When stuff went, when stuff went his way, he was appreciative, and when stuff went not his way, he had dopamine. It's game over. Satan's like, I don't even know what to do with this guy. 
If it works, he's happy. If it doesn't work, he's even happier. I don't even, it doesn't even bother. Sometimes like, I, can't, I can't even bother with him. It was also a great secret that I was told 20 years ago. My teacher's like, you want to get to a place where Satan realizes there's no point even to deal with you. Satan's like, if Satan knows you have a weakness, he is going to exploit it like you wouldn't believe. If you know in your mind there is a way that you can fall, Satan knows it too. So he's going to keep poking at that area. What's your weakness? Whatever it is, Satan's like, I'm just going to poke that. Because... You're going to fall, so that's where I'm going to go. He doesn't care about where you're strong. Think about the areas where your consciousness is strong. Satan doesn't bother you there. Like, for example, how many people here have the temptation to become a serial murderer and kill many people? Anybody have this temptation that you have to fight it every day? Like, you know, I really wanted to kill seven people today, but I decided I'm going to restrict. I paused. Thank you. Kabbalah taught me to pause, and I paused my urge to kill multiple people. Unless, did you actually have this urge? No. You're laughing like, you know what? He got me. I had this urge this whole time. Why don't, so why isn't Satan testing you? Go kill, go kill. Because he knows your consciousness is very strong in this area. He doesn't even bother with that. But a little evil speech, a little complaining, a little victim consciousness. Be a victim for four hours. Mm, tastes so good to be a victim. Be upset at the world a little bit. That he'll go for, because that's easy. He knows that. He knows that it's um, in Kabbalah. It's explained that you know, when there are certain countries where it's very clear what the territorial lines are. Like this is this country. This is that country. And then there's other pieces of the land where it's kind of like in dispute. You know what I'm talking about? So these countries are like, this is my land. No, this is my land. So that's where the fight is. Satan always attacks wherever you are. You're not sure. You're like in dispute. But there are parts of your spiritual land that you are very certain about. All of us here know that no matter how angry we get, we're not going to go kill a bunch of people. And we also know we're not going to go like rob a bank if we're having a tough financial time. We're not going to go commit crazy fraud. We know this. Like Satan doesn't even tempt you with it. Satan doesn't say, ooh, you see that bank? You had a hard week, you didn't close as many deals, you got a gun at home, just go to the bank. He doesn't even bother with that because he knows it's, un, it's uncontested land. That's, but there are some people where they actually fight with that. They actually struggle with stealing. They actually struggle with certain things that for us we would never even consider doing. So we each have an area in our lives or many areas where it's, Sometimes Satan wins, sometimes we win. We're still not very strong there. But the only way to become strong is to embrace the unknown. That's how you get more land. That's how you conquer, you become an imperialist. You conquer the world by being comfortable with not knowing. And everybody has to go through it. Every entrepreneur, every CEO, you will go through a period where total darkness you remember Elon Musk before he became the richest man in the world? What happened to him in those one to two years? With the, 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 the capital calls, had no money. There, I remember Ackman was saying, you're a fraud, shorting the stock. The world was against them. He literally, he, he had like one hour left before he went bankrupt. The pressure the man went through. 
the stress, the darkness, all his own money into it. And then in one, and then it's whatever he did, he just in one moment, like the next year he became $300 billion. He went from nothing to totally everybody was against him to then everybody was for him. It's always how it is. Have you ever seen the American Idol, these, these, these shows? It's always the same thing. They show you the video of how hard this person's life was and they were ostracized and nobody liked them. And this one was overweight and this one had this problem. Whatever. And then they come up on the stage and everyone's clapping. All of a sudden you hear this amazing voice. Everyone stands up. They hit the golden buzzer and everything works out. Right? So always, but, but, but these shows are also very smart. They're not just bringing on talented, good-looking people that from day one had a good life. They know that you're going to connect with the, the story of how everybody hated them, and then everybody loved them. What is it? Oh, yeah, they were all bullied, by the way. Every single person that comes on stage, they show the video how they were bullied their whole life. And now, it's like the redemption. Every good, every good Oscar-winning movie, all of them, they're all the same. The hero embraced the unknown. Give him an Oscar. Always. Someone messaged me on Instagram a couple of days ago. I don't know why it's coming to me. It's coming to me. I've never shared this. I mean, I've heard this story many times before. I've shared this, but I'm sharing it here because it might help just one person. Someone reached out to me from another part of the world, just found my page, and said, I found out, I found out um, my son is gay, and I'm really upset. And what does Kabbalah say about that, and how can I change him? That was his question. So I decided to write back to him, and I said, I went through the whole thing. And the bottom line of it was, this is your opportunity to embrace the unknown to love your son unconditionally, to know that the creator made him perfectly the way he needs to be, and you trying to intervene or change that is going to cause both of you massive chaos. And I've seen that before many times. Every time parents try to change their children because they're uncomfortable, always chaos. The children get isolated and all these horrible things happen and the parents never have comfort. So that's his job, to work on himself. I said, you need to take Kabbalah 1. I sent them the link. I said, you're going to take Kabbalah 1, and I want you to, to never criticize your child. You need to embrace this discomfortable feeling that you have, this uncomfortable feeling you have. That was it. But, but, and then he wrote, but, 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 but. No, no but. No but what am I going to do? No but why is this happening? You don't need to know. Don't need to know. By not knowing, his ego will break and he will elevate. Every time you learn, your ego gets stronger. Your ex just broke up with you. Naturally, you want to know who they're dating. Anybody have some glasses here? Yeah, some smart-looking glasses. This is us here. Going to the computer. You're getting into research mode. Hmm. Hmm. Who are you dating? Who are you seeing? Who are you talking to? 
I must know the part of me that is from the tree of knowledge that the snake injected this poison into me. I'm going to deep click, click, click. Oh, and then you accidentally hearted a page. Oh, unheart, unheart. <laughs> unheart the page. Shoot. I hope I didn't see that for the first three seconds that it happened. Questions about this? What? I still have the pen? <laughs> Anybody have any questions about this concept? Certainty is so powerful that it can also be used for evil. The pilots that had six weeks of training taking 747, jumped the most complicated planes in the world with almost no training, with everyone trying to stop them, with such precision, flew two planes on the first try into, into uh, 500 miles per hour into a building that at that speed looks like an ant. How did they do it? Certainty. Terrorists have more certainty than anyone else in this world. They give their life. That's how much they have so much they give their life. And that's why they, it works. They, they succeed. Terrorists succeed because they have certainty. Remember, the Creator gave us free will. Certainty can be used for good or evil. Now, if it's used for evil, obviously there's later consequences. But if the certainty of the terrorist is more than the certainty of the non-terrorist, the terrorist is going to win. How, how deep is our certainty? So, and then some people have certainty. This is also not right certainty. I have certainty that uh, we are meant to be. You are my soulmate. I'm certain. She's like, what are you talking about? I don't think so. He's like, I am certain. We are getting married. You are mine. I don't want to hear another word. That's, that's not certainty. Huh? Say it again. Isn't it the uncertainty that takes you? Explain. What does that mean? So you're not sure, you research it more, you question it more, you keep questioning yourself, it's and good. then you improve yourself. It's a, good, it's a good point what you made. So am I saying now, just, what's an example of something you're going through that's confusing and it's unknown? Who wants to share an example? Mm. Parents are getting divorced, and how does that make you feel? Right, right. So this is, a good, this is a great example of saying, you know what? I got to go through this. You're going to have conversations with them. You're going to go through whatever process everybody goes through, every child goes through. But you need to also have a compartment that says, but I have complete certainty. This is all for the good. It's all from the creator. It's all going to work out. Let's say you have a health, let's say, God forbid, a person has a health challenge. You got to go see a doctor. You got to do your research. You got to change your diet. All of that you got to do. But do it with certainty. Do it always as you're researching. Say, I have complete certainty that this is good and it's all here for me. I have complete certainty. Now go talk to the doctors. But what people do that's the problem is they go talk to the doctor, <laughs> anxiety and panic 
and fear. And so everywhere you go, the light isn't going with you. The light's not going with you to the doctor's office. The light's not going with you to, your, to, to figure out your new diet. Your di the light's not with you. So everything you do, keep doing it. Just do it with certainty also, not with anxiety. You're not talking about certainty that things will go the way you want them to. Oh, no. I'm, uh, I, I, I may never about, be healed. Right. And I'm fine with that. But I know this is also for the good. I'm okay with it. And that's what heals you, ironically. Right. Certainty that whatever happens is from the creator, is good, and is there. And I will be happy in the end. What so for me, in this, in this situation, I can remind myself of that. Uh, I think uh, conflict has always been difficult for me. It's the thing that I've worked on a lot to become more okay with those conversations and conflicting conversations. What are, is a way to just, what practices would you do to further certainty. integrate this? Certainty, Feeling right? of certainty that everything is from the creator. Like, I can tell myself it in the moment, but when I'm faced with the mm -hmm. actual Satan, you could say, yeah. you know, the, the thing that is... Yes. Really triggering. Great question. How can I really reinforce the feeling? Great. So I have a question. Certainty is a muscle. Okay? So like anything, if you want to have a good physique, you're going to go to the gym. You're going to go to Equinox. And I, I, always, I always find it funny. Like there's this one video I saw. This person was... It was, it was kind of making fun of it, but this person was very overweight, and you see him walking to the sit-up machine, and he does 20 sit-ups, does 20 crunches, then he starts touching his stomach. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, that was the joke. So that's not going to happen, right? It's not, so what happens is it's a, it's, a, it's a process that you build, 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 build. So what I want you to get very excited about, I want your goal to be is to build this muscle of certainty. And it starts by having certainty about the little things. Uh, you drop your phone on the floor and it cracks. I have certainty that this was good. Somebody cancels a meeting that you've been looking forward to. Ah, I have certainty that this is from the creator and it is good. Start with the small things. You build the muscle. You build the muscle. And then the big stuff comes and you have to use mantras. When I go through major tests in my life, I sometimes have to fake having certainty and asking for certainty a thousand times a day. Creator, please give me certainty. Some, so one of the most difficult times I ever went to in my life, three hours a day, I would go in, in, in by myself and I would ask the creator for certainty. Three hours a day, I would go and ask the creator for certainty for the major test. Because I knew that it was worth, it was the only way I was getting out of this was having certainty. So I said, even if I need to ask for it for six hours a day, that's the only way I'm going to solve my problem. There's no other way to solve your problem unless you have certainty. Fighting for certainty is as good as having certainty, by the way. If the creator sees you're fighting for certainty, it's as if you have certainty. Here are some mantras that I wrote. I always come up with my own mantras. You should come up with whatever mantras will help you. I love and embrace the unknown. So I'll just be walking down the street and say, I love the unknown. I love the unknown. I love not knowing. I love it. I love it. I'm telling my body a new narrative. 
You love it. The body says, I don't love it. You do love it. I don't love it. You do. If you tell the body enough, it will believe it. It will believe whatever you tell it. I love the pressure. I want more pressure. Why? Because the pressure is just the light trying to come in. So give me more light. I love the pressure. Don't ask for less. Ask for more when you have pressure. My vessel is endless and the unknown is helping me get there. My favorite, bring it on, Satan. <laughs> bring it on. Bring it on. I'm not afraid of you. I don't care. I'll die. What's the worst that Satan's going to do? You're going to die? So you die. So die. And come back next life and fix it. What's the big deal? If you're willing to die, then you can live. If you're trying to hold on to your life, that's cancer. A cancer cell is a cell, because the cells are, keep dying and rejuvenating, right? The cancer cell is the cell that says, no, 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 I'm not going to die. I'm going to do my own thing. That's cancer. We're always dying. You have to let go, surrender, and go through death, and then you'll be reborn. What's, a, what's another good mantra? What's another good one that you would use? Yes, please. Let me give you the, the, the mic. You were doing a deal, and you were very certain, right? It was well, I was doing a deal. Are you talking about me? Yes. Okay, I'm doing a deal, and I'm very... You were very doing the deal with that person from the Kabbalah class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were very sure about it. Mm -hmm. You were certain about it, but you got a phone call yes. that says, don't do it. But you were certain that this person is the person I'm going to do the deal with. So... If you were certain, why didn't you go through it? Why you stopped when you got a call? It's mm, a good question. So if I'm certain about a decision, but there are surroundings that are telling me, don't do it, don't do it. Great which question. Way, again, which way am I going to go? Great question. It's not that easy, right? So what I always do is I, I talk to the creator like, like, like my buddy. I say, look, creator, I'm going to move forward with conviction based on what you're, what you're giving me. But I am 100% open that if this is not right, that you will come and communicate that to me and convince me to stop it. So for example, if, you, if you're in a relationship and you really like this person, how many of us would actually tell the creator, creator, I like him, I do. But if he's not right for me, i 100% open that you take him away. Have to do that. That that's the certain. That, we don't have certainty of this deal. I, in the physical world, I have no clue what is right for me and what is not. I will move forward with conviction. You know, when I was 20 years old, I decided not to go to graduate school after I graduated college. I decided to join the Kabbalah Center, make $150 a month as a volunteer for the rest of my life. That was my decision. Everybody thought I was kukuluku. That I would give away my whole life to, to, to do what? Like, I'm in a Persian community. Think of what Persian parents think of, of just being a volunteer. And I remember someone said to me, he said, how do you know what you're doing is right? How do you know you're not throwing your whole life away? I said, it is a, it is a good question. And it is a true question. Because, by the way, if my kid said I'm joining a whatever, some ashram somewhere and I'm never going to go to school again. Like, I'd be like, you're, you're freaking crazy. You need to come back here. You're going to go be a doctor. <laughs> but I remember I told this person, 
if I'm making a mistake, I'm going to come back next life and fix it. But I cannot live life always waffling. So you make a decision, you go through it, but I told the creator, if this truly isn't right, you convince me out of it. Not other people saying something. Because other people can say stuff and everyone has an opinion. That's not good enough. But if you're really, really open, the creator will enter your heart and awaken you to not do it. It's not about what people say. It's about you allow it to penetrate your heart. And by, uh, huh? What's called doubt? Well, yes, now there are sometimes I tell people, you don't, you don't know what the right decision is, but whatever you do with certainty, that will work out. Because if you, if you have the right intention and you do it with certainty, the light will curve it into the right way. That's also what I've learned. In business, I've made so many decisions that I didn't know if it was right or wrong, but I said, I'm going to do it with certainty, I'm going to go all the way. And I asked the creator to help me. And it was the wrong decision, but the creator curved it this way. He made it right. You can have whatever relationship you want with the creator. Just talk to him. Say, look, I'm trying my best. I tell the creator, I'm trying my best. I don't know what else to do. This is all the information I have. I'm moving forward. I expect you to show me the way. And really surrender. The creator will be there for you. Ego is when we don't talk to the creator, we don't care, we're not open, and we just do our own thing. That's ego. And then we cry out to the creator when it's not working. Can't do that. Bring him in the beginning. From day one. Help me. You know, here's something else. If you want to go do something negative, like you know it's negative and you want to go do it, and you know you're just going to do it anyways, go to the creator and say, creator, I'm going to go do something negative. Come with me. <laughs> this isn't an excuse to do something negative. But if you feel you, you absolutely have to in this, creator, come with me, guide me, show me, protect me as I'm going through it. But I want to go with the light because I'm human and I'm, I'm not perfect. So come with me. That's it. No guilt, no nothing, but just be open. The creator will help you. The creator will remove this desire, this negative desire from you and guide you in the right way. All right, last question. How do you know if it's from the creator or it's a test? Everything, so everything is from the creator. Everything is from the creator. And sometimes you just have to test it out and see what works for you. That's, I, 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 I have probably failed and made more mistakes than most people in this class. I just do it very quickly. And I get over it and I don't beat myself up for it. And then I learn. And then I'm ahead. That's really what it is. I've had more legal issues than probably everybody in this class. I've had more failed products. I've had more fa Like, the f amount of failure I've had in my life, it's like, you would look at my life and be like, you are a failure. But all I need is one thing to work out really well, and you do not notice the 75 failures I've had. One thing works out, and that's the only thing you're going to remember. You just have to do it quickly and not beat yourself up. The beating yourself up thing is the most toxic consciousness. The guilt that we all have, it's crazy. Let's be careful about that. All right. As we leave here tonight, what is our commitment? So
so excited for for what? Unknown. Mm. I don't want to know. That's my prayer to the Creator. I don't want to know. I don't want to know the answer. I don't know when. I just want to be with you. I trust. Imagine an employee came to you and said, I don't want to know when you're going to give me a raise. I don't, want to, I don't even want to know when you're going to promote me. I just want to serve you in the company. He's getting a, he's getting a raise at that moment. As opposed to the employee comes and goes, I want a raise. I want more money now. You're like, all right. Don't do that to the creator. Tell the creator, I trust you. I want to be with you. Whatever you want to do, you do. I'm with you, man. Mm. Watch. That's, that's the vibration. All right? A couple of announcements for you. Number one. Kabbalah 2. This is our... We have one more class. Next week, we have the new moon of Aquarius. And we are looking to find someone who will donate this class for all of you. So I, because it fell right in the middle of our series, you are all welcome to come for free for the new moon. It's usually, I think, $25 or $30. But someone is going to donate your ticket if you would like to come. It's going to be Wednesday night at 7 p.m. And what's going to be? It's going to be Daniel Naor, myself, Yehuda Ashkenazi, Elisheva, we are going to do astrological forecasts for you. We're going to talk about potential challenges that we may be going through. We're going to have a social hour with drinks and food. You're going to get to meet everybody from Wednesday night's class and other classes. So it's going to be packed with amazing people to connect with. We are going to have a, what is it called? What does Yehuda do? Sacred sounds. That's right. Yeah, it's, he's going to do a powerful 15-minute, 20-minute sacred sound session to help us go deeper with the, the wisdom. It's going to be a really fun night. So just mark that. It's, it's, it's sponsored for you. We're having somebody sponsor it. So uh, join us for that. And then Kabbalah 2. Kabbalah 2 is starting. Oh, I told you this, right? We're all moving to Wednesday night. Don't kill me. Okay, good. We're all going to Wednesday. We're going to Wednesday, the unknown. 7, 7 p.m. Wednesday night. Is it 7 p.m.? Or is it 7.15? 7.15, right? That's wrong. So it's going to be 7.15 Wednesday night. If you are joining us, which I hope you are, just please register ahead of time because we are going to start. We want to know if, you're, if you're, all your groups are continuing. We're going to keep your groups. We're going to keep your mentor. If not, you'll be disbanded into new groups. So please let us know. And here are some of the topics that we're going to learn in Kabbalah 2. First couple sessions, proactive confrontation and rules to communication. So what I shared about how to talk to people's soul, we're going to get deeper into that. Understanding signs and messages from the universe, probably my favorite class, the four stages of pain. So to know when pain is coming, there are signs that a pain, painful thing is about to occur. We're going to learn that. We're going to learn about how to go through pain, where pain comes from. We're going to learn about relationships. We talked about the soulmate workshop. Men are going to learn how to connect to their power in a relationship. Women are going to learn about their role in all kinds of relationships. 
We're going to talk about dating. We're going to talk about marriage. We're going to talk about sex. We're going to talk about anything and everything that is on your mind energetically around relationships. This is also a very popular class. It's called the Breakthrough or the Miracle Formula. I show you five quadrants. I show you five quadrants of what you need to do in order to create a miracle. And then we workshop and we see which quadrant we're weakest in, where our spiritual work is weakest, and then you work on that quadrant. And you use that formula for any situation in your life to create a miracle. As we get into Kabbalah 3, we start to learn more about the journey of the soul, reincarnation, death, why we were born to the parents we were born to, how to go back in time to heal things, how to go back in time to fix mistakes that we've made, stuff that we're holding on to, bitterness, resentment, forgiveness, so many uh, different things. And we have one or two classes actually about astrology and relationships. This is where I'm going to ask you to come to class with one or two people who are close to you. What is their birthday? What is their astrological makeup? Astrology is very powerful to understand the soul's influence and the type of tikkun it has. When it comes to negotiation, like when each of my children were born, I did a chart reading within the first week they were born to understand their personality. And spot on each one of them, how I communicate with each one is different. Based on their astrological energy and influences, you talk to, for example, I talk to my Taurus child different than I talk to my Leo child. You know, the Taurus one, every time I destabilize him, he doesn't listen to me. So I need to always make him feel safe and comfortable, and then I communicate with him. My Leo child, I give him a compliment, and then I tell him to do whatever I want. <laughs> I say, you're beautiful, you're gorgeous, I love you, you're the greatest, it's only you. Now I'll vacuum the floor. Yeah. yeah. So, these are the secrets to life, guys. This is it. You're not going to need anything else. So, so please register if you know you're going to be with us. And I will see you guys next week. Thank you very much.